the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. A very warm welcome to our worship this morning. Good to have you here with us, whether it's here in person or joining us online. Just a couple of things to say. One is that it's Choral Evensong, first Sunday of the month tonight at 6 o'clock. Do come and join us if you can. And then also to announce that in July, well, we're reaching back to before the pandemic when we had our last one, which was a parish uh, weekend away. Well, there'll be tales from that weekend, um, not least the vicar running over some rhubarb crumble, but that's, that's a story, that's the sort of thing, the memories that we make um, on these weekends, which are a mixture of prayer and fun and laughter and walking and just being together. So we have one planned for July at Passable Hall this year. Now it's worth saying that Passable Hall, one of our diocesan retreat houses, is a bit, um, well, old really. So it comes with staircases and all those sorts of things. So it will mean that some of you, sadly, probably might not be able to be there with us. Uh, but if that's the case, we will make sure next year, if we plan another one, which we hope to do, We'll have a nice flat area so that everyone can feel they come to that. So there's more information this morning, today in the centre. Joan and uh, Jean are our wonderful travel agents. So they will be there to greet you and answer any questions as best they can. And hopefully we'll have a lovely weekend uh, in July. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. God our Father, long-suffering, full of grace and truth, you create us from nothing and give us you give your faithful people new life in the waters of baptism. You do not turn your face from us, nor cast us aside. We confess that we have sinned against you and our neighbor. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. Restore us for the sake of your Son, and bring us to heavenly joy. In Jesus Christ our Lord. May Almighty God, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring you his pardon and peace, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty God, who alone can bring order to the unruly wills and passions of sinful humanity, give your people grace so to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the testimony of God to you with superior speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were made not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet, among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age, who have been destroyed. But we speak God's wisdom, a hidden mystery, which God decreed before the ages for our glory, and which none of the rulers of this age understood, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? So, also, no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. This is the word of the Lord.
the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus went up the mountain and was joined by his disciples. Then he began to teach them. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What kind of impact do you think we have as individual Christians and as church communities on those who are all around us. Or, to put it another way, if our neighbours and work colleagues were asked what impression their local church made on them, what images might they use? Perhaps some 
would describe the church as a, a quaint and antiquated ornament. Others would see it as a private club where they would feel quite unwelcome. Some might see it as a critical eye watching over them, looking to see where they fail. And for others, it might be a, a welcome refuge in times of need. In today's Gospel, Jesus uses two domestic images to describe his disciples and their effect on those who are around them. He says they are the salt of the earth and they are the light of the world. Salt of the earth, light of the world. Both salt and light were vital life-giving commodities. In the ancient world, salt was essential to preserve food and, and to stop it going bad. Jesus is encouraging his disciples that in a society subject to decay and rottenness of various kinds, they've got to preserve good and what is life-giving and that will only happen if they keep their saltiness, if they maintain their distinctiveness as his disciples, if they become like adulterated salt mixed with white powder which looks like salt but, but isn't, they'll be useless like salt which is thrown out on the street and trodden underfoot. There will also to be light of the world. Now elsewhere, as we all know, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But here, he tells his followers that you are the light of the world. They are light because of his light within them, which must be allowed to shine out. Light has to be seen in order to be, for it to be useful and life-giving. Jesus uses that very absurd image of a light which is set in the house and then covered up with a basket to illustrate just how ridiculous it is for his followers to hide the light that they have received from him. And the world needs light, just as it needs salt. And his followers must not fail in their calling. But the aim of being salt and light isn't to draw attention to themselves 
and neither is that the aim of the disciples. It is to bring life to those around them and appoint others to God. By their words and their actions, others can see the light of Christ and to give glory to God the Father. Need to note that Jesus does not say, try to be salt and light, but you are salt and light. But he does recognise that it's sometimes hard to be what we are as his disciples. He tells his followers that they need to be more holy and righteous than the Pharisees who scrupulously followed the Lord's Moses. His disciples aren't exempt from following the law, but their life and fruitfulness comes from his light, his light within them. And receiving his light is both a gift and a challenge. Is the world around us less dark and less rotten because of our presence? Is our presence, our distinctiveness, life-giving to others? As Christians, we can sometimes get so assimilated into society around us that there is nothing distinctive about us. We no longer have anything to offer. On the other hand, it is possible for us to think of ourselves as so distinctive that we try to keep ourselves separate from the world. And this also is of no benefit to others. Salt cannot function if it loses its saltiness, neither can it function if it's kept in an elegant salt cellar or even a pretty church. We are called to be distinctive as Jesus' followers, but not to focus attention on ourselves. Salt is not an end in itself, it is used to stop rot and preserve life. Sometimes we can be self-righteous, very seldom, I'm sure. We can be a, a rather acerbic presence, keen to denounce what's wrong without offering anything positive and life-giving. Our aim should not be simply to reveal the decay and darkness, but to bring light and life. Jesus calls us simply to be burning with his love, a light with his goodness. He wants us 
to serve our neighbours so that they will see him in us. We are to be involved in our local communities, speaking and acting for those in need, as well as challenging that which is damaging and life-denying. We are to do these things, not to win approval for ourselves, but to point people to God. It is his light working through us which brings life. It's his light working through us which brings life. Let us declare our faith in God. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. Sisters, we are beloved. Let us offer our prayers to the one who unconditionally loves us. Please sit or kneel to pray. In the worldwide Anglican Church, we pray for the church in Papua New Guinea and the acting Archbishop of Papua New Guinea, the Right Reverend Nathan Ingham. We give thanks for the joint pilgrimage of peace this week to South Sudan by His Holiness the Pope, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, and the leader of the Church of Scotland, Ian Greenshields, where they have heard from church members about their experiences of the terrible suffering in this country, and sought to bring a message that, in the words of Pope Francis, we are all children of God, and God loves us as we are. We ask for your blessing too on the meeting of the General Synod this week, as they consider the report Living in Love and Faith, a response from the bishops of the Church of England about identity, sexuality, relationships and marriage. 
who gives thanks that the bishops have made a direct apology to, to the to LGBTQI plus people for the way in which the church has rejected or excluded them, admitting we have not loved you as God loves you, and that is profoundly wrong. In this diocese, as we approach Lent, we are reminded that as Christians, we believe Jesus should be at the heart of our rhythms of life, whatever our circumstances. We ask that you help us to place Jesus at the heart of our loving, living and learning. And in this church community, we pray for a productive discussion together at, this meet, at the meeting of Pints of View on Thursday and give thanks for all those involved in live streaming services at St Mary's. Strengthen Nick and Aaron and all our bishops and all your church in the service of Christ that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. We continue to pray for the resolution to the war in Ukraine and pray for all those whose lives have been impacted so dramatically by the war. We ask that they be at the forefront of the minds of those who have the power to stop this conflict. We give thanks to all those in this country who have offered ref refuge to Ukrainian people. Remember all those part other parts of the world where innocent people are suffering too due to the impact of conflicts. For Afghanistan where the rights of women are under sustained attack and where there are increasing number of communities where there is deep hunger and suffering. For Ethiopia, where after decades of conflict with its neighbour Eritrea, communities are continuously caught in the middle, killed, displaced and pushed into starvation as conflicts, conflict blocks aid and cuts off communication. For Syria, where conflict has led to more Syrian refugees in the world than citizens of any other country, and for Yemen, where fighting between government coalition forces and Houthi rebels in this country continues to harm and displace Yemeni families. We ask for your blessing on all agencies and organisations trying to resolve these conflicts and bringing relief to those who are suffering and those who work in these organisations and support them. In this country, we ask that full attention is given to those impacted by the cost of living crisis and for wisdom to those seeking solutions to this crisis. That this nation and our current and future leaders are judged on how well they ensure that all people, both here and across the world, receive their daily bread that all recognise it's more blessed to give than to receive. Bless and guide Charles our King, give wisdom to all in authority and direct this nation and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace, that men may honour one another and seek the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. 
This week our diocese has asked us to pray for all food banks. Creator God, we live in a world where some of us throw away food while others go hungry. May we shop and eat wisely, not wasting or destroying what we do need, do not need. O oh God, help us to share in your love for the whole of creation. We pray especially for the food bank of St Richard's, for all those who volunteer there, including those from this church. May our commitment to this food bank and others never wane. As our cities become increasingly crowded, we give thanks for all the many parks and open spaces in Leeds that are accessible to the public. And we pray for this community, especially the residents of Windsor Avenue. Help them and us to be good neighbours, always willing to support and quick to forgive at times of discord. Lord, in your mercy. We continue to ask for your blessing on all those working in our NHS and we ask that all parties can come to an agreement to prevent further strikes that are having an impact on many people. Today we will all be remembering friends, relatives and neighbours who need our prayers. In a moment of silence we offer our prayers for them. to those people we add those who have asked for our prayers. Baby Percy, Brian and June Sutcliffe, Christine Russell, Colin and Shirley Russell, Erica Honeybone, Ginny Camponi, Jean Bannister, Jess Blowers, Marjorie Carroll, Mike Jackson, Shane Simpson and Tom Heafy. And we pray for all those in long-term care and those that care for them. George Brown, Jennifer Mowat, Lynn Perry, Margaret Burton and Mary Metcalf. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favourite wishes every day and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fibre of your being and you will find eternal life. Remember those, all those who have died this week and those that mourn them asking that you will be with them at this difficult time and in the months and years ahead. Remember those whose anniversary of death occurs this time. Doreen Culpen, Kenneth Stark, Raymond Burton and William Blair. And we give thanks to all those in this church who care for and minister to those who have been bereaved. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. rejoicing in the fellowship of St Mary and all your saints, we commend ourselves and all Christian people 
to your unfailing love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to set before you, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to set before you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us the cup of salvation. Blessed be God forever. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We live in the land of the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Lord God, our light and our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. From the beginning you have created all things, and all your works echo the silent music of your praise. In the fullness of time you made us in your image, the crown of all creation. You give us breath and speech, that with angels and archangels and all the powers of heaven, we may find a voice to sing your praise. Wonderful the work of your hands, O Lord. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own. When they turned away and rebelled, your love remained steadfast. From them you raised up Jesus, our Saviour, born of Mary, to be the living bread, in whom all our hungers are satisfied. He offered his life for sinners, and with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms on the cross. On the night before he died, he came to supper with his friends, and taking bread, he gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Father, we 
plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. We remember his dying and rising in glory, and we rejoice that he intercedes for us at your right hand. Pour out your Holy Spirit as we bring before you these gifts of your creation. May they be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy things in your presence, form us in the likeness of Christ and build us into a living temple to your glory. Remember, Lord, your church in every land. Reveal her unity, guard her faith and preserve her in peace that in communion with Stephen, our Archbishop, and Nick, our Bishop, we may be faithful to our calling as your people. Bring us at the last with blessed Mary and all the saints to the vision of that eternal splendor for which you have created us, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom, with whom, and in whom, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Being made one by the power of the Spirit, let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. could not contain, who redeemed us and called us by name, is present to us in this bread and this cup. God's holy gifts for God's holy people. Jesus Christ is holy. Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father.
Let us pray. Merciful Father, who gave Jesus Christ to be for us the bread of life, that those who come to him should never hunger, draw us to the Lord in faith and love, that we may eat and drink with him at his table in the kingdom, where he is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. You have opened to us the scriptures, O Christ. And you have made yourself known in the breaking of the bread. Abide with us, we pray, that blessed by your royal presence, we may walk with you all the days of our life, and at its end behold you in the glory of the eternal Trinity, one God forever and ever. Amen. all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.